Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello and happy new year, Stephanie. 2023, here we are. Here we come, ready, set, go. And speaking of the new year, we do have a really special announcement. You're going to have to stay tuned till the end of the podcast, but we'll give them a little hint. It has to do with the star. In 2023. (laughs) So stay tuned. We'll announce that at at the end of, of the podcast. So let's dig in. Let's look at the astrology for January 2023. And you know, the new year is going to probably get off to a little bit of a slow start. And the reason why we're saying that is we actually start the month with two planets. uh, Well, not just two, but we have Mars still in retrograde and we have Mercury in retrograde. So there's still this energy of you have to go backwards to go forward. I don't know. I was thinking about this in regards to like New Year's resolutions. And I'm like, well, maybe I won't I won't do that right away. Maybe I'll give myself a little bit of retrograde time to really look back a little bit and contemplate before I go forward. Yeah, I think that's really important. It has a similar vibe to last year because yeah, when the year, yeah. tur- the year turned, like we had Mercury and Venus retrograde. Now we have Mercury and Mars. So yeah, like really that sense of like re-traversing and re, you know, reflecting and reconsidering um, instead of just fully making declarations, like <laughs> just the moment the year begins, you know, I feel like that can be much more um bring you much more long-term progress Mm. and rooting and footing to what you actually want to commit to. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of not forcing the new year in a big kind of heavy way that, that definitely works for me. And do you, have you been thinking about your new year's resolutions, Stephanie? I've been thinking, but I'm not going to commit to any okay, of them. No, but I'm yeah. definitely going. I mean, that's, I feel, I, and it feels really aligned and it feels really good. Just that sense mm. of like, consider, okay, reconsider, like, you know, yeah. have I been, you know, also for me, you know, not for just for me, but it feels also very Mars, like, okay, where do I want to put my energy? Like, oh, this thought that I have about this commitment, is this where I put my energy before or wanted to? Has it worked out? Has it not worked out? Okay, if it hasn't worked out, but I still feel like it is something, an aim that I want to pursue, right? Like what's a new way, another strategy to have it work out? You know, the sort of action steps to take to then get to that goal. And that's where I feel like this, the retrograde, especially that Mars retrograde is really juicy for that. Yeah, that's interesting because you're sounding very Marsy here. You know, if you know about like you know action steps and contemplating how to move forward, and yeah, you know, for everybody out there, just remember Mars has been retrograde since what the middle of October, and so and Mars is not real happy in retrograde because it's the get thing done planet or get things done. So and you know, so we start the month with this these retrogrades, but by the time we get to mid month to the end of the month we, all the planets are going to be, all the major planets are going to be in forward 
motion. So we have Mars going direct on the 12th. We have Mercury going uh, stationing direct on the 18th. And then we also have a Uranus station um, on the 22nd. Yeah. So it's interesting, like as those sort of get checked off, you know, but especially (laughs) as we get to the 12th, it's always really important, you know, to you know, Mars stationing and Gemini on the 12th, like those days around the 12th could feel very um, elevated in terms of energy, in terms of the desire for action, you know, or maybe also that like, what do I want to fight for? Right. So just be really, you know, we have at our disposal lots of um, fuel, if you will, you know, or, or, and the desire to have more will. And so of course, always to like use that consciously, you know, yeah. and, and not to move fast, just for moving fast sake, because that can be problematic, right. In terms of like mishaps, you know, I always think too, it's important to like watch for like, or be on alert for bouts of impatience when Mars is yeah. really strong. So to be careful for that. But then once it starts to like gain traction and move forward since, you know, the end of October, what is it that you've been like reconsidering? What aims have you been like, you know, reflecting upon and in Gemini, like, and how to communicate that to others. But like, it does feel like, oh, okay. Like now we may feel more confident to like fight those battles, you know, even if it's a battle of like what we want to champion for ourselves. Yeah, you know, it's like kind of feels like the last few months, it's like there's been no gas in the car. And now all of a sudden, it's like we got a full tank. And what do you want to do? You want to put your foot on the accelerator and go, 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 right? So this is great that we're talking about being a bit mindful during this time, during the shift, because I think we've all been a little frustrated about, you know, forward movement and getting things done. So don't, don't put, don't, don't floor this accelerator <laughs> around yeah. the 12th, right? Exactly. I mean, everything in right timing, you know, in terms of also, you know, just thinking about how it may have been, I mean, I can say this for myself personally, like, you know, Mars and Gemini retrograde, and it's very connected into my personal chart, you know, that like getting frustrated of like, I can't communicate that, or how do I get that message across? And it's like, okay, wait, 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 wait. This isn't the time necessarily to get the message across. It's a time to reconsider it, to go back over it. This is actually good that I'm saying this to myself. It's like helping me, <laughs> yeah. you know, tamping down that sense of like frustration because it's like, oh no, like really dig in and like dig in from a different direction. And then just, you know, know that come middle of the month, like, oh, okay, let's turn this car around and actually start to move it yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so those are the uh, retrogrades going direct this month. And wait, but just to note one, right? And then just to mark the the 12th, and then as you said, but maybe I'm being like Mercury retrograde to say it again, like then on the 18th, right? Then Mercury Mm -hmm. is direct. So, like, that feels like that moment where, like, you can start to really like put things into play in a deeper way. Right. And we also, we do have a Uranus is going direct as well on the 22nd. And I made a little note by that, to, which is, we say this a lot sometimes with Uranus, but expect the unexpected because Uranus is definitely shifting movement. And so just that whole period, maybe between the 12th and the 22nd, it's just being mindful about how you're moving you know, moving through life. For sure. And then it's interesting, right? Like, as you said, like after the 22nd, I think through the beginning of May, 
all the planets will be going fine. Right. There'll be no retrograde planets. And so there is that sense of like, just of, of progress, forward progress. Well, hallelujah. I will, I will, I will definitely take that. Okay. Let's talk about our star planetary player for the month, um, which is Venus. And we have a lot going on with Venus. She's a very busy girl this month. And Venus is moving into the sign of Aquarius on January 2nd. And, you know, I think we're all this year, there's just so much Aquarian energy in the air. You know, the big story or one of the big stories this year is Pluto shifting, uh, dipping its toes into the sign of Aquarius. We'll be talking talking a lot more about that in the coming months. But, you know, this year there's a lot of attention on the sign of Aquarius. So the other thing about Venus is she's actually dancing with several major planets. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, let's talk a little bit about Venus and Aquarius and how that might be affecting us each personally. Yeah. And I feel like I can speak well to that because that's actually my personal um, Venus placement, Venus and Aquarius. Um, So Venus, right? What I love or what we love, what we have affinity for, what we value, what we find to have worth and richness in Aquarius, the things then that to which we're attracted to or that have elevated richness are things like social justice, you know, um, altruism, you know, discovering and finding patterns, a sense of freedom, a little iconoclastic energy. Venus and Aquarius also during times of Venus and Aquarius, you know, it's about relationships, but it's about relationships with groups of people, right? Mm -hmm. Where we make more interested in our friend groups or the communities with which we are aligned or want to dedicate more time and effort for. Um, But I always think it's important, you know, Aquarius is a non-traditional sign in many ways. And so Venus in Aquarius, when Venus is in Aquarius, it's also like, hey, like you all might like that, but I'm going to claim the fact that like, I like this other thing. Like, you know, go out and have that meal or order that ice cream flavor, but like, I'm going to get some like crazy off the menu thing like and I'm going to give myself permission to do that so that feels very like Aquarius and Venus and Aquarius it does feel very Aquarius I always say Aquarius hears its own drummer and you know also Aquarius is very independent you know yes for Aquarius loves its community and its friends but you know this might be a time where you're feeling like hey I need a little bit more breathing space here and also to you know and celebrate my uniqueness which is you know feels very Aquarian as you're saying so let's talk about Aquarius not Aquarius Venus the dances she's doing and first of all we we have, uh, it will be squaring um, the nodal axis. So, you know, Aquarius is a fixed sign, so it's going to square any of the other fixed signs. So we have the North and South node in uh, Taurus and Scorpio, respectively. And I'll look up the date unless you have that handy when that's going to be happening. Oh, you do? Thank you. Uh, so but January 10th. So again, okay. middle of the month, right before that Mars retrograde is over. So when a planet is like squaring the nodes, it's also called at the bendings or at the bends. It's like the pathway, like almost like for, to pursue purpose, right? To feel in alignment with fate or destiny and karma from where you come and where you're going, you move through that planet. 
right? Yeah. So it does feel like Venus and all that she rules, like relationship, a sense of richness, a sense of beauty and pleasure is the pathway forward in mm. terms of like feeling that sense of alignment. I can't help but think that, and again, it depends on your chart, you know, and where this falls, if there isn't that sort of sense of like, you know, you're looking at a beautiful painting or seeing some beautiful thing in a, in a magazine and, and, you know, beauty and pleasure, and it feels sort of faded or it feels like, ooh, there's something about this that mm. feels really deep soulfully for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, you know, like, especially with Taurus, which is ruled by Venus as well, you know, has that Venetian kind of quality, especially around the beauty and the sensuality and, and the tactile. And with that square in there and squares always kind of bring around that conflict is maybe we're going to have to work a little bit harder to get to those places of feeling that abundance or that richness or that beauty, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's worth really sticking in there to manifest more of what we want and to not give in to like some of that Scorpio energy, which is, you know, I'm just going to push all back down into the underground and I'm not going to like look at it because it's just, it's too potent or it's too intense. And so I think it might bring up some of these deeper desires in some way, you know what I mean? And wanting to manifest more of that, especially maybe around your lifestyle. Yeah, that's really beautifully sad, right? And thinking about how, you know, Venus can be that carrier from like the South Node in Scorpio, right? Like to the North Node in Taurus, like, you know, bringing in sort of embodied sensuality, you know, or embodied yes. passion, Um but again, it may be because Venus is an Aquarius, it's like that experience, but it's also that like understanding that in the larger sphere or in the collective, you know, or, you know, again, sort of more of like an intellectual understanding of then how to actually like embody one sense of deep values. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really, really good. So the other partner Uranus is dancing with this month is Uranus. Now that is going to be interesting. So this is another square because um, Venus is in Aquarius. Uranus, of course, is in Taurus. This is going to be interesting. You know, anytime we're with Uranus, it's like I said, expect the unexpected or like Stephanie likes to say, stay bouncing. But it's really that time where we're really kind of like we can't get too fixed about stuff. And if we can like learn to go a little bit more with the flow, there's such opportunities for breakthroughs, new forms of inspiration. And it's all happening around that Venus. And Venus could be, this could be in your relationships, your relationship with money, your relationship with beauty, some of these other things that we we're talking about. It could also bring home some revelations about you know, security and finances. And what, are you really valuing yourself and your money and those investments? So I would say during that time, it's really important to be open to those insights, even if they push you outside your comfort zones. Yeah, right. It's that, that sense of growth and that sense of like spaciousness and not be so rigid with a definition of like what has worth right? Or yeah. what you expect of other people, right? The people that you're in alliance with, whether it's, you know, your partner, your friends or clients, like give yourself the space to maybe show up differently than you normally assume that you do, or you feel that you have, you're expected to, and also give them that space, right? Because yeah. I feel like if we 
hold too tightly to a definition when we have Venus with, you know, in sort of a, a tense aspect with Uranus, you know, we'll be shocked. Wait, what do you yeah. mean you want to change the <laughs> you change this like our dinner date? Wait, wait, what do you mean that you want to shake this up? It's like if we know that there may be new plans, right? Or an injection of fresh ideas, we can say like, oh, aha, as opposed to like, wait, what? Right. So yeah. again, like, you know, to go sort of the ante- antithesis of of rigid, right, to be more flexible, to be more spacious and, and see, you know, because it also may bring to all of us then like, oh, I didn't even know that I would like yeah. that. Like, ooh, I didn't even know that that would be like pleasurable and like feel really good to me again, because we're like open to a redefinition. Right. Like, I think it's just really, what you're saying is really have an open mind, you know, during, during that time. And also you also brought up the, the not being rigid and speaking of rigid, the, the other dance partner. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Before Stephanie, we go there, wait, I just, just I'm raising my hand raised, <laughs> you know, just cause I'm looking at like the, the dates here, like really thinking about how that, like, you know, you have that Venus square the nodes on the 10th and you have Mars stationing re- direct on the 12th. And then you have Venus squaring Uranus on the 14th. Like there's something in there yeah. too. And, and maybe not just limited to those four days, like also related to relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Mars, that sense of like drive and our passion and Venus in terms of love. And I don't know, there's something that feels... Um, reconfiguring like allow oneself to reconfigure how what one wants needs and how one stands in a relationship yeah that that's interesting and we bring it up in the context of that period in those days right i mean i just feel like it's going to be a time where so much could move and shift around and to be open to that you know that it could just really yeah it could shake things up but it could you know it could change your life at the same time Totally. And it's interesting because it then going to where you were just going to go, which I'm going to leave it back to you, like just to think about the sequencing of like, there's that sense of like reconfiguring and moving things around. And then do you want to Saturn comes our old friend, Mr. Saturn comes in to play because Saturn, um, so Venus will be conjunct Saturn in Aquarius. We'll look at that date. What is that? Uh, The 22nd of January. So, you know, I don't know. Saturn, you know, here we are talking about being open-minded and not being rigid and, you know, going with the flow and, you know, going outside comfort zone. Saturn's like, I don't think so. <laughs> Saturn's very much like you play by the rules, don't color outside the lines. What's the game plan here? Because I need to know. So this is going to be interesting. I think Venus might get a little sassy here with Saturn. <laughs> it's like, like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. There could be a rebellion here. Totally. Or maybe like, ideally, like when Venus is with say Uranus, it's that like, oh, I see something that I didn't see before. It actually has a a lot of value to me. Okay. Mm. What steps do I need to take to cement that, right? Saturn to like have that be be something that I'm committed to. Um, But on the other side of that, right? Venus on Saturn is if we have been cutting corners in Mm. terms of our how we stand in a relationship or, you know, and that could even be like, yeah, I just kind of accepted that this is all that I would get, you know, Saturn, 
you know, is like, mm, yeah. pay attention to that. And is that really true? And do you really want that? And do you not deserve more? Right. So it, which is a beautiful thing yeah. to be like, oh, wait, I could give myself more. But, you know, Saturn's like, okay, now you've got to work and you've got to make changes in your life. Right. So that's yeah. sort of the issue, you know, Saturn will really like make you pay attention to like where there's a weak link or where, you know, um, you've skipped a step or you've cut a corner. And so before that, I think it, it behooves all of us, maybe starting at some point before the 22nd, like to pay attention, like how is my bottom line when it comes to my important mm-hmm. relationships, to my money, to like giving me, giving myself enough pleasure time. Cause if yeah. we don't pay attention, like come the 22nd, and that's the day you're in a station. It's like it the may sky be is going to fall right. on the 22nd. If you're not doing it right, the sky will fall. Yes. I mean, it might be shocking. Like, oh, wait, I wasn't paying attention to that investment or like, oh, or, or I was right. That's the beauty. Right. Oh, right, I was. Right, and like, right. look at this like surprising windfall. Ooh, I like that. Now that I like that. I, you know, I think too, when I think about Saturn and some of what you're saying, I, you know, I think about commitment, you know, it's like, especially in relationship is, you know, how committed am I to this relationship? Is this commitment working? You know, do I need to dig in and commit more and not only around relationship, but as you're saying, we've, we've had this period of inspiration and being open and thinking outside the box. Now Saturn can provide this container. Love this lovely, lovely container to manifest, but you're going to have to commit and now you're going to have to do the work. So enjoy those pockets of inspiration <laughs> exactly. while you can, because Saturn will say, do the work, right? But yeah. I love how it's kind of coming towards the end of this period, right? And then we can like really put our stamp on things. Completely, right? And especially now it's like the Mercury and Mars are, are direct. So it's actually right again, that creating of that structure. And um, I actually found a quote by, this is not a random person, but like usually I don't quote like historical figures from the Revolutionary War. But I did see this quote from Thomas Paine and it reminded me, it felt very Venus Saturn. If I could share it, it's very short. It's what we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. And when I read that, I thought Mm. Venus and Saturn. That's perfect. Venus and Saturn. Yes. Oh, Stephanie, I love that. It's so much about valuing. You know, that's so, so perfect. Well done. Well done, Stephanie. Great quote. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, we, we cannot have an episode for the month without talking about the lunations. Um, So let's talk about the Cancer full moon, which is on January the 6th. And right around that time, we have also have a sun Mercury conjunction. And so there we got Mercury in, in the mix here. So let's talk about that Cancer full moon, you know, and the full moon just amplifies whatever the sign is. And Cancer, I mean, it's very at home with a full moon because the moon, of course, is Cancer's ruling planet. So this is a time of those Cancerian themes of like nurturing and home and family and digging into those deeper feelings and emotions and looking at what makes you feel secure. But bring in the Sun-Mercury conjunction a little bit with this, Steph. Yeah. And so, you know, with the Capricorn piece where the Sun and Mercury are to all that you said, right? Like then like 
being committed to that, right? Being yeah. responsible for your emotions, being, you know, what is it? What work do I need to do to really like hold a container and sanctify my family or my home or my commitments, my responsibilities? And, you know, the Mercury piece, it's Mercury will be retrograde, may be like, oh, if I look back, what are some ways in the past mm. that I did that? Or who are some models, historical models, whether they're like people we know, people we don't know, people in the past who we have a lot of respect for, mm. right? Who took their base needs into consideration as they were building you know, say a public role or a sense of stature or contribution to the world at large. So that's... Well, well, you know, something really stood out to me in what you just said when you're talking about your basic needs or your needs, right? And that's such a great Cancerian kind of cancer thing. And I, I love that. I think sometimes we forget that, you know, or we see it as like being selfish or, you know, cancer is such a caretaker. But at the end of the day, it's really, I think, giving ourselves permissions to really ask those questions like, what do I really need? What do I really need? And I think that the Cancer full moon is a beautiful time to be doing that. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to uh, the new moon in hello, Aquarius, right? So here we are talking about all this Aquarius energy that's going to be highlighted this year. So new moon in Aquarius, just like the full moon in Cancer, Aquarius is very happy, I think, in a new moon because Aquarius is all about innovation and exploration. We've been talking about Aquarius all through the podcast. So anything you want to add there on that Aquarius full moon on, I'm looking at for my date. The 21st of January. 21st. Anything you want to add there? Yeah, I think just two things. One is it's really interesting, right? You have the Aquarius new moon. So this new moon energy, this opening energy, the seeds planted energy. And then the next day is that you know, Venus, Saturn, Uranus stationing. So it feels like that actually happens in like a gestating time, Mm -hmm. right? Like that when we do plant that seed of to what we are committed in terms of its beauty and its value, it's something like there's rich soil in which we're planting it in. Yeah. Um, And also just, you know, we gave a nod to the fact, and we'll talk much more about this as the months go on, that, you know, Pluto's been in a Capricorn for forever. And now it's starting to like, go in and kind of go in, then go out, then go in, then go out uh, into Aquarius, it won't firmly root itself until 2024. But, you know, the third week of March to the second week of June this year, it does dip its toe in there. And so it just has me think, right, and you and I talked about this before, like, around that new moon or even like earlier in the month when Venus goes into Aquarius, like, like, what are you noticing related to like technology, networks, collective altruistic efforts? Keep it, pay attention to that because those may be the realms that you, we end up seeing have more gravitas, um, especially when we come to March, April, May, and June. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad you're mentioning that. I mean, this is, I think one of the biggest stories this year is Pluto going into uh, Aquarius. That's just major. We'll talk about a big shift. Of course, we'll be talking more about that later because we have to do the tarot card for the month. And as Stephanie and I were tapping in, we're like, this would be another good month to pick a tarot card at random to let the universe speak to us through the tarot and give us the vibe for the month. So I'm actually shuffling here. You can probably hear that. And uh, my lovely assistant, Stephanie... (laughs) 
<laughs> is actually going to tell me when to stop shuffling. And then we will have the card for January. Stop. Okay. Hold on here. Ooh, you cards are being so noisy. Are you ready? The card for January is, oh my gosh, the death card. Okay, now don't 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 get upset about the death card. You know, it's it's so interesting when people see the death card. Of course, it triggers like, oh my God, is somebody gonna die? Is something horrible gonna happen? And ultimately, the death card, which is ruled by Scorpio, is has a lot to do with internal transformation and renewal. And of course, you can't have transformation. You cannot have renewal without deaths. And because the death card in the tarot is ruled by Scorpio, and Scorpio is a water sign and has so much to do with our deeper psyche and our deeper feelings and emotions, in the tarot, the death card is internal change. It's emotional. It's giving a timely death to habits or situations or conditions that no longer serve you. And so it tends to bring up those shadowy, deeper kind of scorpion emotions to the surface. That's the rebirth. So you can really look at what I want to let go of. Again, what do I want to give a timely death to? And the death card also just makes us realize that life is, you know, ephemeral, like we're here for a limited period of time. So what are you going to do with it? And as I'm looking at the card, it really reminds me a little bit about what we talked about for the beginning of the month, right? Don't be in a hurry. Take that time to really dig into what's important. You know, what do you want to move forward? And don't hesitate to do some purging and letting go and, you know, of things that really don't belong there. And that could also be, this feels so New Year's resolution, but old habits that really are not moving your life forward. The death card really is great for that. So it's very much about transformation, letting go of the past, celebrating the rebirth and bringing light to what you do want to grow and nurture. So the death card, I don't think we've ever got the death card before, have we? I don't think so, but I really like it. I don't know. It also just feels really timely in terms of like, the beginning of the year, yeah, you know, that yeah. sense of like, obviously don't throw away everything that happened in 2022, but it's also <laughs> like, you know, just endings, <laughs> like just being like, okay, this mm. is complete. Right. But also obviously it's a lot deeper than that in terms of that inner transformation that has, that is occurring. So yeah, I, I kind yeah, of it feels very it yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that's the death card. And now can I, can I, can Lots I, of news. Yes. Have a special announcement? Can you please, please, please. Okay. So Stephanie and I are very excited. We are doing an astral salon and we're calling it 2023 is so divine. And it's an actual, it's a astral, astro salon exploring the planetary energies for 2023. And we're going to do one for you, Seattle friends in person at the cloud room on January the 11th. And then we're going to do an online version of the astral salon on the very next day on January the 12th for everybody that's not in the Seattle area. So uh, details are on at so divine. They're also on my website and Stephanie's website, but you want to register now because we do have an early bird special 
through, I love saying that, early bird special through the force. So Stephanie, tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about at the Astro Salon. I mean, what a year. There's so much happening. Like we already talked about like Pluto dipping its toe for a few months into Aquarius. We all, I mean, we have such major shifts this year, like Saturn, like being done with Aquarius and moving also in March into Pisces, right? Like bringing shape and form to the realm of water and the emotions and that sense of soulfulness and the new minutes. So we have Saturn going into Pisces. We have Pluto going into Aquarius. That will be for several months. We have Jupiter moving out of Aries into Taurus, like that expansion of like the earth and the ground orientation and the sensual. Um, The lunar nodes are shifting. I mean, there's just so much. It's like a cafeteria of like celestial offerings. It's like a whole gamut, right? I mean, it's a sea change this year, guys. Yeah, it's it definitely really, a sea change. really is. And that's why it's going to be so much fun to dig into these energies and just look at how things are going to move forward differently. So we hope you can join us again, sodivine.us. Um, I'm at meganskinner.com. And as always, we love hearing from you. We're going to be sending out a newsletter. If you're on our mailing list, so sign up. Okay. Well, I love it all. And I wishing everybody a very, very happy new year. Have a wonderful January. And as always, we so love and appreciate you and appreciate you listening. Yes. Big thanks to you. Big thanks to you, Megan, to our producers, Sebastiano Tecchio and Nick Petrie and happy 2023.